Good afternoon to you. Welcome in one final time for the regular season to the Burger Smokehouse PowerMizzou.com dance class postgame show. Appreciate those of you who have probably been waiting a little bit. Um, it was a long game. They had some senior day ceremonies afterwards. Conzo just finished talking. We'll get to his postgame show here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Missouri loses the regular season finale, 86-80 to LSU, a game that was back and forth. I think there were 11 lead changes, 10 ties. Both teams led for somewhere around 15, 16, 17 minutes in the game. Um, LSU made the last run. Missouri finishes the season 15-8, and 8-8 eight, eight and eight in league play. They will be seated seventh in the SEC tournament. They will play Georgia at 6 o'clock on Thursday night in the first round in Nashville. If they win that game, they will play Arkansas at the same time on Friday night. So those are the particulars for the postseason. Uh, then there will be an NCAA tournament, I promise. Um, we are going to talk about that. You know, we usually start this show, and I have a pretty good feel for what the reaction is going to be, how people are going to feel. I really don't today. Um, I, I'm not sure how people are feeling. I, I have a feeling people are going to feel one way, and I'm not really going to agree with that. Um, we'll we'll get to it um, in, in a few minutes. want to make sure we give everybody a chance to, to get in here. We'll put up the phone number. All of that. We will do all of that after a couple things. First of all, I want to tell you about Burger Smokehouse, which we do every single time on this show. I was actually over at Furrow Field watching spring football practice. Tons of Burger Smokehouse signage and stuff over there. Um, they are the official smokehouse of Mizzou Athletics and also of this show for us all season long. Uh, this is like... I want to say this is the 17th, 18th time we've done this, so appreciate Burgers being on board with us. We will do a few more. You can check out their products at Smokehouse.com. You can go to almost any local grocer in the state of Missouri. You can go down uh, to the actual Smokehouse in California, Missouri. You can get their catalog, which I uh, just was introduced to a few days ago. So all kinds of options. Appreciate Burgers being on board with us. Um, all season long, and it's not over yet because there are more games to play. Uh, regular season over today. Once again, Missouri 15-8, and 8-8 eight, eight and eight after an 86-80 loss to LSU on Senior Day. Missouri off for five days now before the postseason gets started in Nashville, Tennessee on Thursday night. Uh, but we always start this show the same way. We let you hear from the head coach. So uh, here's a few minutes of Conzo Martin's thoughts after the game, then we'll come back and talk it over with you guys. Hats off to LSU. They played well, um, made plays. Uh, I thought Cam Wofford played really well. I, I hadn't seen many young guys like what, like uh, Cam in a long time. Had good size, scores the ball, aggressive, um, efficient when he's attacking, gets to the free throw line. Talented young player. Um, and, and I thought we, the effort was there. We just couldn't get shots to go. We had some opportunities at the rim, couldn't finish at the rim. and. Um, of course, we knew the game plan. They, they were going to make it tough on Jeremiah Tillman. He wasn't to be the guy that beat him tonight. And uh, just, again, got to make the necessary plays to win the game. Questions for Coach? Mitchell Forty. Guns, obviously, the kind of deciding stretch there was when Watford got the basket on one end and then Pinson uh, missed that shot where it looked like he got caught in between deciding what to do at the free throw line. Would you, you know, change anything, I guess, aside from the results on that, or what did you just kind of see on that stretch? Well, again, we, we had an option where we were looking for. Uh, of course, you, you don't want him taking that type of shot, but if he got a clean pull up at the lane, but the option, you know, sprint down, you run your play and go inside to Tillman, and he's, uh, he's attacking aggressively at the rim. And again, find your guys that you need to find. But uh, but I mean, of course, I mean, I mean, X could take that back, shot back if he could. Dave Matter. Guns with so many fouls on both teams today. How hard was it to kind of get into a flow with the rotations you wanted out there? You really had to rely on the bench a lot in the first half, especially. You know, the one thing with, with, with Cam Thomas, we, we he's a guy that does a great job of getting to the free throw line and getting fouled. Uh, and he probably shot 100 plus more free throws than, than anybody on his team. So he gets to he gets fouled, he attacks, he shoots his pull up. He rarely get offensive fouls. Uh, very efficient player. And so just constantly telling our guys, man, and, and you probably don't know it until you play against him. But he does a good job of bumping, keeping the shot, getting it off. Uh, you got to keep him in front of you, make him go to the top of you. You know, we talk about doubling here and there, but he, but again, if you double him, 
they have such good space and it's hard to double. He, you know, he can find guys. But again, just with him, it's just a foul. I thought, you know, Trent Wofford, I thought we were, were relaxing some possessions when he was coming down in transition, getting to the rim instead of four men being ready and aggressive because he does that. Colin? Conzo, you mentioned the finishing. It wasn't a great night at the rim for either team. Just what was the reason for that? Can you point to anything? Well, I'm not sure about those guys. I mean, it, uh, but, I, but I know for us, Mark, three for 14 from the field. You know, the thing we talked to him about, when you finish finish off two feet with power, you know, finish off both feet, excuse me, go up strong, and then if you don't have it, you find the next guy. But, you know, he coming those one-leg finishes, that's hard if you're not going to dunk the ball. Uh, but, again, I thought we had some around the rim. Some offensive rebounds didn't go. That's part of it. Joel? Hey, Conzo. You mentioned the coverage LSU, how they didn't want to let him beat you guys. Uh, what was what went wrong with the coverage? You feel like uh, trying to walk for you, kind of make a transition. But what went wrong in the half? His way as well. What went wrong in the half court? And you said, I, I couldn't hardly hear you. Yeah, bad connection. The coverage on the trainer walk for well, Trent, I think that he got two baskets late in transition of fours. One time was Cole, one time was Mitch being set ready instead of, you know, kind of jogging back in transition, get turned around and be ready. But other than that, you know, his size is 6'9". That's the one thing about their team um, because they have four guys that can make shots and make plays. So if you switch on him, he has a smaller guy. He may 6'9", he can get around the rim, make a play. And if you don't switch, he turns the corner. So, I mean, again, it's, it's not an easy thing. Um, it, with him being 6'9 and 240, and he attacks downhill, and he's good around the rim. Gabe? Yeah, Conzo, just on, on the positive side, what about what you got out of Drew and Torrance, especially in that stretch in the first half? And is that something that, that you can take into postseason, maybe a couple more guys that, that you can rely on at times? Oh, without a doubt. And, and again, even when Drew Bugs first got here, I, I felt like he had a good shot. I don't think he had the confidence in it, because one, because he probably didn't need it because he was such a good facilitator at Hawaii. But I think with it, we need him to take that shot. So it just amount, I think, probably the last three weeks of really spending more time with it. Because it was never a bad-looking shot. It was just about him getting, being comfortable with shooting it. So not surprised him, him making those shots. The same way with Torrance. I mean, Torrance is a talented player. He made shots, so he's a different player. Um, and, and I hope those guys continue that, which I think they will. Andrew? Hey, Coach, what would you like to see from your team the next few days ahead of the SEC tournament? Look, continue doing what you did all year, but just be consistent with it. Just be consistent with us all. Um, this is a game I, I think we fouled a lot, and give them credit. Give them credit for, you know, cause of the fouls. But other than that, I mean, I think that there's always certain guys, particular things that you talk about. So it's, not, it's nothing that happened in this game that I hadn't seen before if, if a guy struggled. You know, just a matter of consistent with what you do well. Mitch? Gonzo, Kobe Brown bounced back from the other night with a, a solid game. I think he had a double-double. Uh, just, just what did you kind of see from him? I thought he'd be solid. You know, again, he, he, you're talking about a talented player in Waffle who's, who's from the, the home state. So, you know, he, you know, he'd be ready to play in that game. And I, I thought in the Florida game, just getting off to a slow start via fouls and just kind of, you know, had him off uh, off balance a bit. And But Mitch played well in that game. Uh, last one for Coach Dave Matter. Gonzo, is it, is it kind of easy now to just regroup and get ready for tournament play? Do you think this one will linger or this group move on pretty quickly? Oh, no, we, we've never been a guy that linger about it, man. We, we'll, again, I, you know, I said to our staff, you know, you watch Cam Thomas on film and then you see him up close and he's a talented player. And I think it's safe to say I won't see him on the campus anymore. I mean, and I said it with all due respect. He's a talented young guy. The way he I mean, knows how to foul, knows how to score the ball, he's efficient with it. It's not like he's taking wild off-balance shots. Those shots he took seem tough. He's been making them all year. And again, it's just one of those dishes. You got to get get used to that and see that up close. And, and you know, you're putting your hand on his foul. He knows how to get fouls. part of it, man. You got to learn from him. No excuses. They, they, uh, they play. He scored the ball well. Wofford scored the ball well. I thought he did a solid job on Smart, but those two guys played well. All right, so that is Conzo Martin after the 86-80 to 80 loss to LSU that ends Missouri's regular season. So uh, always coming out of Conzo, first thing we do, we're going to open up the Skype line. It is open now. If you want to call, uh, you will jump to the front of the line, 573-234-4935. We will certainly 
talk it over. The other thing that's become a tradition on this show is Pocket Watch uh, jumping in from the Auburn side, giving us a little super chat, a little bit of love. So Pocket Watch appreciates you uh, coming by, man. Actually, his team. Uh, the the Auburn Tigers actually helped Missouri out a little bit today by beating Mississippi State. Had Mississippi State won that game, Missouri would have been the eighth seed. That would have meant they faced Kentucky at noon on Thursday. Because Auburn won that game, Missouri is the seventh seed in the SEC tournament. They will face Georgia on Thursday night at 6 o'clock. Win that one, you're going to face Arkansas on Friday night at 6 o'clock. And let's start it out by jumping to the phone line, 314 area code. Who am I talking with? Hey, it's Tyler here. What's um, up, Tyler? How you doing, man? Good, good. Um, honestly, I don't know if I'm really taking too much from, like, the actual result. I don't wouldn't have really thought too much different about the team if we had won there close at the end or yep. lost there, kind of big picture. But I'm just wondering now, kind of at the end, end of the year, I mean, uh, one thought I had is, um, and I think you said this early, early on this season, and it just seems still to be so true that, out of Drew Smith, Tillman, and Pinson, when one of the three plays good, we can get beat. When two of the three plays well, we can beat most teams. And when all three play well, we can you know knock off the top teams like we have in the past. And tonight, it was Drew Smith played well, X played okay, and Tillman played okay. And that kind of just seems, uh, I mean, if, if I try and describe this team, yeah. That seems to be the most consistent way to describe them still. Yeah, I mean, it's, way it's definitely going to be those three. I thought Drew Smith was was good. He didn't have the all-around game he's had some other times. I mean, one rebound, one steal. But he had 17 points on just six shots. You know, Pinson was – he had 14 points. He got to the line, which was a good sign. Only went three for 12 from the field. I thought the big difference in this one was Tillman. And I didn't think it was that Tillman played badly so much as LSU just, like Conzo said, clearly came into this game and said, this guy's not beating us. Like, somebody else is going to have to do it. And, I mean, Tillman only had – it ended up being three field goal attempts. Now, that's a little misleading because he went to the free throw line eight times. And, you know, some days – it's. I thought Jeremiah just had bad luck today. He he got no bounces, right? He missed a layup that just – I don't know. It's not a bad shot. It just rolled the wrong way. And then he got – I know it sounds weird to say in a game where 47 fouls were called. And I am not complaining about officiating in this game because I thought they were equally bad both ways. I don't think they changed the result. But, I mean, there's only so many times you can go up and feel like you got hacked and not get a call and not let that affect you. And I thought that happened on both sides. I mean, those two teams combined to go 24 for 49 on layups today. And there's a big reason why they were getting mauled down low and nothing was getting called. Yeah, and that's why I said I thought Tillman played okay. I don't think yeah. he played a bad game, even though, like, his bat line. He just, you know, yeah, the defense on him didn't really let him, you know, uh, get a lot of one-on-one, like any one-on-one touches. Um, and the same with Pinson. But overall, when you don't have Pinson, really you don't have any of them play a great game and you don't really have them – Pinson or Tillman play like a really good game and then you have Mark Smith go three four fourteen right. which is uh you know every message board uh <laughs> biggest biggest dream so um I, but overall like I'm not really going to take too much away from this I mean I still yeah. view this team kind of like you said like would it surprise me if they lose in the first round no would it surprise it would surprise me a little bit more now if they went three straight but it's you know, depending upon the draw, would it surprise me if they went two straight? Right. Uh, no, not believing. But I think, like, three straight in the lead eight when after we beat Bama, I think a lot of us hope that, like, hey, this team could be a top four seed and could get to the lead eight. Right. I think now that would surprise me with this team. Yeah, I think three straight would probably take an upset on the other side of the bracket somewhere. But, like, Tyler, I, I'm glad you're the first call because I think you sound a lot like I feel after this game. You know, like this game didn't matter. This game, I I mean, they competed, right? That was a tie game with a minute and two seconds left. And it could have gone either way. It went against them. But losing this game really changes nothing about this season. I don't think it changed. I mean, do you care if you're the five seed or the seven seed in the SEC tournament? I don't know, maybe, but it doesn't matter. Like, see a bunch of people, well, middle of the pack, seventh place in the SEC. Like, 
that has no impact on your on your NCAA tournament standing, whether you are the five seed or the seven seed. It, it doesn't matter. I thought today was actually like if you just win, and I know this is impossible to do, but if you just watch this game and you're not invested in who's who's going to win, I actually thought that was a pretty good game to watch. Yeah, no, it was fun. Yeah, uh, yeah it was besides the amount of foul calls, and I right. still have no idea what a foul is well, in college basketball, but especially in this game because like there were way too many fouls called, but at the same time, the flagrant against LSU was awful. The technical against LSU was was awful. And there should have been – I mean, I could have picked out five or six more times where I thought Missouri should have gone to the free throw line and didn't. So it wasn't just the number of fouls called. It was – I don't even know what a foul is. Me neither. But, yeah, I mean, overall it didn't really change the team. I mean, I still think this team has a pretty high ceiling, and we've seen that in a lot of games too. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think the Georgia game is somewhat important, not for like – how this team does but just confidence i just yeah. think that this team too needs to win that game just for confidence reasons yeah. and then it doesn't really matter after that but uh that's it i'll hang up and listen and uh thanks for thanks for the time appreciate it tyler thanks for uh thanks for being the first caller today and uh anybody else that wants to join in there's the number canoe man thanks for for joining us and and uh tossing us a couple bucks we always appreciate uh appreciate that not necessary not going to beg for it but always definitely do appreciate it um so tyler i think brought up a lot of good points but i'll focus there on the last one um i do agree with him thursday night against georgia is big and the reason is pretty simple Georgia's the the worst team you're going to play the rest of the year. Every other team's an, S, an NCAA tournament team, right? And so that is uh, – you need to win that ball game. And now let's jump uh, real quick back to the phones, the 815 area code. Who am I talking to? Hey, Gabe, it's Ron. How's it going? What's up, Ron? How are you, man? What's going on? Um, not too much. I uh, surprisingly uh, kind of a uh, uh, you know cool, collected feeling after that game, even though – it kind of sputtered at the end. I think you had a uh, to wrap up the last call. You uh, you said like if you're if you're just watching the game with like no best interest, like it was a pretty enjoyable game. And like yeah. even as a Mizzou fan, I actually enjoyed that back and forth quite a bit. Um, again, not so great execution by uh, by X down the end, but uh, well, I don't and know. to me, I, I was I was, gonna... I was just gonna say to me on that on that shot with Pinson. What happened, and you see it sometimes, is you saw a guy get into the lane and I think rose up and thought somebody was going to be there, and then all of a sudden nobody was there and he was so wide open, he thought, well, I got to shoot it, and, and the timing was just off. He just he, he expected somebody to be there, and they weren't. Yeah, no, that happens. And, like, it, 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 I think Tillman's been a, a culprit of that on, on some of his wide-open dunks in the past. So mm-hmm. it, it's kind of a, it, it's kind of strange to, you know, have that open space and, you know, always just kind of expect the contact in, in this game in particular and probably a whistle to accompany right. it. But, um, no, I, I, again, I'm not – I think that win the other day just was so huge and, and the yeah. fact that it locked up a spot where – this was like, I don't know if it was a house money game, but like, I, I there really wasn't a ton to lose if, right. if they ended up on the, on the wrong side of this. There was a lot of upside. It was another quad one win if you could get it, but Tuesday night put them in the tournament. Tuesday night achieved the objective. Had they lost that game, had Drew Smith missed that layup, had Florida ends that game on a 10-0 run and Missouri wins, then losing this game is catastrophic because that sends you to Nashville mm-hmm. going, oh my God, we've got to beat Georgia or Kentucky or whoever you would have played. But Tuesday night took so much pressure off this one. And, and uh, you know, I haven't read the message boards. I haven't read Twitter yet. But just the first reaction I'm getting here is very much the first reaction I had. Like, yeah, you'd like to win that. But it, I don't think it makes any big statement that you didn't. So no one's firing Conzo after 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 the game today. Well, I mean, it was a loss. <laughs> Probably somebody's trying to fire him. But I don't think the overriding reaction will be firing yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. yeah, I think I think the big takeaway out of, out of this entire game is that uh, Cam Thomas is like the definition yeah. of a uh, strong ass offer dude. Um, he, that dude was money today, and, and he, well, I don't want to accuse anyone right. of paying players, but uh, he's he's worth whatever someone is willing to pay him. Look, I will not say that Cam Thomas was paid to go to LSU, but I think it is pretty obvious somebody has been paid to go to LSU. That's on tape. Um, But, no, you're right. And that's the one thing that worries me about this team and has all year. 
is who's Missouri's Cam Thomas? Because with, I mean, there were many possessions in that game, and it wasn't just at the end, but many possessions where Cam Thomas just said, all right, we need a basket. I, I Like, there was one that Kobe Brown played perfect defense, and Cam Thomas just stepped back and hit a 23-footer, and you can't defend it. And and I don't know mm-hmm. if Missouri has that guy. Now, Pinson has been that guy at times against, like, TCU, but can he be that guy against an NCAA tournament team? I don't know. I know Cam Thomas can, and he was. So. Absolutely. The, the final point as, as the regular season wraps up and, and we head into uh, well, the conference tournament doesn't really matter. But the, what what scares me about this team in the big dance, I think they're they're more than capable of winning a game or two. But if they if they catch um, a team with a uh, with a score that's just kind of shooting lights out and and there's no way to stop them, I you know this team just doesn't have the firepower to, to keep up with someone who's going to put up 25, 30 points. Yeah, and, Missouri, you know, maybe that could end, end the season a little bit early. Yeah, Missouri's like 80% of the teams in the tournament. They could make the second weekend and they could lose the first round. Uh, the goal is to win a game. So, Ron, I've, I've had another guy on hold for a while. I'm going to let you go, but thanks for the call, man. Yep. All, All right. right. Take care, guys. Bye. Have a good one, man. Let's go to the 765 area code. You still with me? Yep, I'm still here, Gabe. All right, who am I talking to? I'm talking to Alvin, Gabe. What's up, Alvin? How you doing, man? What's on your mind? Uh, so I, I'm with everybody else. I'm kind of, you know, surprisingly for me, um, I wasn't too up or down about the loss. Normally, I you know I'll get a little upset up here and there, mm-hmm. um, but ultimately, like it, it just like everybody else has said, I didn't feel like this was a win or gain or anything like that, except for SEC seating really. Um, my one like realization, I guess, come to today was this offense completely runs through Tillman and, and their chances of victory increases whenever he's capable of getting, you know, 10 and 10 or something like that. Um, and today he was, he was not good. He wasn't reacting to the double team. Well, mm-hmm. um, and I guess my one like thought that is like kind of a question is, is we had our ceiling where we were beating good teams early in the year. Are we capable of getting back there? I mean, I think so. They beat, you know, I, I know it was three weeks ago, but they beat the best team in the SEC. They they took Arkansas, the hottest team in the SEC, to overtime two weeks ago. Tuesday night, they beat Florida. That I think Florida's as good as LSU, just depending on the night. So, yeah, they can I, – I, and, and again, this was – for 38 minutes and 58 seconds, this was a tie game. And you know it's interesting. You say that the offense runs through Tillman and that wasn't there today, and you're right, it wasn't. And still – and look, I don't want to accuse – um, you know, LSU of being like the bad boys defensively or anything. They're not a great defensive team, but Missouri still did put up 80. And they got nine from Torrance Watson and seven from Drew Bugs, And they got more than seven, actually, maybe from Bugs, but seven in the first half. They got some stuff from other places. So, you know, I, I think this offense relies on two things. One is Tillman, like you said, but the other one is Drew Smith and X Pinson getting in the lane and being active. Those two guys went 15 for 17 from the free throw line. For Missouri to go 15, yeah. for those two players to be 15 of 17 from the line and combine for 31 points and lose a game, it takes Cam Thomas and Trendon Watford, and that's what happened. Those guys combined for 48. I mean, I think it just came down to today, LSU's two best players – we're just better than Missouri's two best players. Um, I, I don't think it's it's a whole lot. And if you watch that game, the one thing to me that was startling was the athleticism difference on these two teams. Oh, without a doubt. And, you know, ultimately you can kind of ignore that when you're in a close game. Right. But, I mean, that's been a question. We've known about that for a while, you know. It's, it's nothing new, I guess, to those who follow this team closely. Right, and um, also, the like, they're playing, two different, they're playing two different games. I mean, let's not pretend that Will Wade and Conzo Martin are operating on the same playing field here. The FBI oh, knows they are. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely something, you know, you got to keep in mind, like, the whole game. You just kind of look at Will, like, when he pops on the TV or whatever, like, wow, I, dude. Like, I don't, I don't know how people watch games without just the entire 40 minutes thinking, why is this dude on a sideline? And I don't want to turn the whole show into this or anything, but I don't know how you call an SEC basketball game for two hours and 15 minutes and never mention it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that's, I, get, but I guess that's besides the point. You know, when you get out there and you play, that's, yeah. it is what it is. It still counts. Yeah, it um, counts for now. I kind of had, too, is, is – um, 
man, Mark was not good today. Yeah. And we needed at least a, you know, maybe a, a three or a jumper. And it feels like sometimes we've forgotten where the mid-range game is with Mark. Um, but he was just bad today. And, and that was a hole, I think, that we've all talked about quite a bit. But that's got to change, and right, for us to be successful in the tournament. I agree. He had actually gone through a stretch of about four, about the last four games. I think he'd been averaging something like 12 and six. And it played pretty well. And then tonight, like, and, you know, this is – I think Mark has been – the target for a lot of this and he has had a down year but if mark smith goes three for 14 missouri's probably losing in round one and they're definitely losing in round two um i i mean they just don't have enough pieces to be able to afford three for 14 from mark smith combined with only one for three from jeremiah tillman I, i mean there aren't enough guys on this team to make up for that similar to and I think you can say that about a lot of teams. I mean, what happens to LF, LSU if Cam Thomas doesn't score 29 tonight? Will they get beat? You know, um, and, yeah. and so, yeah, it, Mark is going to need to play better than this for this team to be playing on the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. I don't think there's any question. Now, he has at times, um, but if he goes three for 14, like they're probably losing round one and they're definitely losing round two. Yeah. It's not anything for me. Like, I don't want to bag on the kid or anything, but I just feel like it's a coaching thing. Like, because I feel like Watson, he was given valuable minutes. His effort was there. He was knocking down some shots, getting to the free throw line. And uh, those were all kind of things Mark was definitely not doing today. Yeah, and it is interesting. I mean, the second half box score, Missouri basically played, well, they played they played eight guys total. But, I mean, uh, Drew Smith played 18 minutes. Mark Smith played 17. Tillman and Kobe Brown, 13. Uh, Mitchell Smith, 13, then Pinson, 11, Bugs, 9. I think some people would have liked to see more of those go to Pinson. And Torrance Watson, only six. And he did play well in the first half. And and I can see if the argument is, should some of those second half minutes have gone to Torrance Watson? I, I can definitely see that. Yes, at the same time, this team is going to need Mark. Like, if Mark Smith isn't good, they're not going much of anywhere in March. So, you I, I don't know. I, I, I can't necessarily argue with Conzo going with him because he's been one of the one of his guys all year long. Now, in the end, if he's not good enough, hey, they're going to get beat, and, and we can talk about that. But that's also a matter of the roster not being good enough. It's not a matter of him playing the wrong guy. It's a matter of him just not having enough guys. Yeah, I agree with all that. I just feel like in a day when, you know, the evidence is there that he just doesn't have it, you know, yeah. go for four, go for five, go for six, or three, and you got – Watson coming in, knocking down, because I, I feel like Watson had like eleven in the first half. Watson I, had uh, like a couple of points off. I think Watson had nine in the first half. Let me double check that real quick. Watson had nine points on three of four shooting, two of three from three in the first half. So yeah, I mean, okay, look, so I, I agree. Was, I was a bucket off. Yeah, I agree. You definitely could have given Watson more of Mark Smith's minutes in the second half. I I think that's a, a fair criticism of this game. Would it have? made the difference I I have no idea but but I think it's definitely considering they lost a close game it's definitely a fair criticism yeah that's the beauty of sports you never know what with one change what it could do there was times you know Mark was running out there with Drew and Drew Bugs I mean and then uh Mitchell Smith and Pickett and it just seemed like there was a couple times we just had nobody out there and we were dependent on Mark to get to the rim and do that stuff for us when right. Drew, you know, yeah, I know Drew Bugs had a couple threes in the first half, but you can still tell even after that they still didn't look at him as a threat. Well and 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 the flip side of what we're talking about here is that first half win. So shortly after Pinson hit his head on the chair, which by the way, maybe move the chairs further away from the court. Um, but shortly <laughs> after that happened, Drew Smith picked up his second foul and there was like nine or ten minutes left. And I even tweeted, I said, I don't think Conzo can sit Drew Smith at this point. And you look out there, and it's Mark Smith and Bugs, and I, I think it was Watson and uh, Mitchell Smith and somebody in Pickett. And I just said, I don't know where the offense yeah, comes. I, I don't know where the offense comes from here. And as it turned out, the offense came from Watson and Bugs, and he got away with it. So sometimes it works when you don't think it's going to work. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, like I said, I definitely understand the, the wanting to see more of Watson and less of Mark Smith in the second half. And the Absolutely. other thing – and it's just hypothetical. Yeah, go ahead. 
No, it's just it's just hypothetical stuff, as like we already kind of discussed. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting, kind of looking at like what you have and what you don't have at different times. Well, and here's the other thing affecting the rotation. Javon Pickett today played eight minutes. He didn't play in the second half. I mean, I guess his ankle's still a problem. But if if his ankle's still a problem, like I've been saying for two weeks, he shouldn't have been playing, and he shouldn't have played eight minutes today, and it's now going to be a problem the rest of the year. It's not like he's got time to get healthy now if it's still a problem. So, you know. Yep, heading down the most important stretch of the year. When, and, like, we all know the uh, famous statistic if Javon scores, like, 10 points or whatever right. it is, that Missouri has, like, whatever record. Yep, yep. And uh, he appears to be a non-factor at this point in time. So, But, yeah, Alvin, I appreciate the right, call, yeah, man. I appreciate you taking my call. All right, buddy. Have yeah, a good absolutely. day. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. You okay, too. so uh, we've got we've got now a free phone line. Uh, if if you want to call in, please do five seven three two three four four nine three five. We've had a lot of people in the chat uh, that have been on here probably since before I got on here because we started a little bit late. So I want to make sure to uh, jump into some of that. And Bryce says Mizzou should consider making some strong offers to some people with an ounce of athleticism. And we did talk about that a little bit. And look, that that is a fair point. This team is not. Now I think LSU is probably the most athletic team in the SEC. Um, Arkansas and Alabama are in that discussion, I think. Uh, but but LSU is incredibly athletic. Um, but the difference was pretty glaring, I think. I think outside of Pinson and Tillman, I don't think Tillman gets enough credit for being uh, the level of athlete that he is for a guy that's 6'10", 6'11". But outside of those two guys, Missouri does not have great athletes. Mark Smith ain't a great athlete. Torrance Watson isn't. Kobe Brown isn't. Drew Smith isn't, you know. Um, so I think that's a fair criticism. And the strong offers, look, like I said, I I don't – I'm not going to turn the whole thing into this, but I don't understand how what happens with LSU's program happens and we just – the player's still playing, the coach is still coaching, and we just roll on. And look, now LSU went 10-7 and in the SEC. It's not like they were some juggernaut that went 32-0 and this year and won the league and all that. So is it sour grapes? Yeah, it's probably a little bit of sour grapes. But I would say this if I watched LSU play Ole Miss or Vandy or anybody else they played this year too. Um, I've, I've said all year, if Will Wade and a couple others are still coaching at this time next year, then every coach who isn't doing who isn't paying players is not doing his job. I mean that's that's bottom line. If these guys are all still coaching 12 months from now, then you open up the pocketbooks and you pay everybody because the NCAA has said it's okay. Um moving on, Greg says, so frustrating. I just don't see how coach can do it his way. It's not today's basketball and we have to be better somewhere. And see, Greg, that that's where I'm going to disagree with you. What I like about this team is that it's not playing the way Conzo's past teams have played. It is getting up and down. I mean, they are, you know, they averaged, uh, they had 71 possessions in this game. That was, that was like an, that was a quick pace. That was a fun game to watch. They got up and down. They made plays. Um, if you take any, uh, I guess, umbrage with this game, I think it's more on the defense than the offense. And the trade-off is, if you want to play faster, you are going to give up more points. I mean, Kanto won a lot of games 62 to 58 in his first three years, right? Well, if you're going to play at a pace that allows you to score 80, then sometimes you're going to give up 82. And so um, understand why it's frustrating. Don't think it's the style. I think Conzo has changed. I think he has, has made an adjustment there. Um, Adam says, hate it for the seniors. We'll be fine. Beat Georgia. Get another opportunity for a quad one win against Arkansas. Goal for Nashville is to stay healthy and COVID-free. Absolutely. The goal in Nashville is get there and get out. Um, I do think, like Tyler was saying on the first call, I think winning that first game is a big deal. You don't want to lose to Georgia and go in, would that be 15-9? and nine? Like, you're fine. You're in the tournament. You're probably going to be an eight seed if you lose to Georgia. That's how I think it breaks down. I think as of today, I think Missouri goes to Nashville as a seven, like a high seven. I think if they just beat Georgia and compete with Arkansas, well, no, I'm sorry. If they beat Georgia and Arkansas, I think they play their way onto the sixth line. If they lose to Georgia, they could slide to an eight. But I, I think this team is probably a seven seed, um, depending on what happens around the country and all that. And that's fine. I do think beating Georgia is important for momentum sake and just, again, it's the worst team you're going to play. Every other team you play the rest of the year is going to be an NCAA tournament team. So you want to win this one. Um, 
go prove you can beat Georgia, get through round one, get to Thursday, really, or to Friday. You're in the quarterfinals. Hey, take your chances against Arkansas. You beat them by 13 down there. They beat you in overtime here. Uh, they haven't lost in forever. Um, and so go see what you can do. Um, I would expect that would be a very similar game to today's. And look, LSU is an NCAA tournament team. Missouri was tied with a minute left. Florida is an NCAA tournament team. Missouri just beat them. Arkansas and Tennessee are NCAA tournament teams, and Missouri split with them. In fact, there's not a team projected in the field that Missouri has played and not beaten this year, except LSU. Missouri is now 8-3 and three against teams that were projected in Joe Lenardi's latest bracket. Um, and those three losses are LSU, then Tennessee and Arkansas, which they also beat. So every NCAA tournament team they played this year, except for LSU, they've beaten. So this team can beat anybody. And that's what I think uh, they take you in, uh, or they take into that tournament. Bryce said, seventh in a bad SEC with our best team in a while is really disappointing. So here's the interesting thing to me. If I had told you at the beginning of this year that Missouri would end up 15-8, and eight, they would be a seven seed in the NCAA tournament, and they would go 500 in the league. Well, not 500. I just tell you they go 15 and 8. I think most people are going, all right, so we probably went 5 and 2 against a tough non conference schedule. Went, you know, 10 and 6 in the league, something like that. Got a couple of games canceled. Seven seed, I'll take it. The reason I think it feels really disappointing to people is the way they got there, is because they, they were, what was it, 13 and 3 and reached that height of number 10 in the country. And then since then, yeah, it's been two and five, and it's it hadn't been great, right? Um, so it feels worse than it is because more of it, like the second half of your season was weaker than the first half of your season. But if I had just told you at the beginning of the year they're going to be fifteen and eight and a seven seed in the NCAA tournament, I think most people say that's pretty good for this team. It's just the way they got there that I think kind of changes the outlook and, and makes you think it's, uh, think it's disappointing. So, um, and, uh, okay. Rolling through some of these, uh, Tiercell asking about the matchup in the sec tourney. That's Georgia. Uh, again, Georgia beat Missouri 80 to 70. And what I would argue is one of the worst games of the year without question. So Missouri will have a, a chance at revenge. We're going to go back to the phone line, three, one, four area code. Who's on the phone. 314 area code, you there? Yep. Who am I talking with? This is Larry. What's up, Larry? Uh, How you doing, man? Not too bad. Hey, I want to make a, ask you a question and make an observation. First and foremost, um, and it's more about power Mizzou than Mizzou basketball. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the reality is before we moved from the SEC or from the Big 12 to the SEC, um, Mizzou, you had teams from the past. Whether it was, you know, when we had the team, when we Bannon scored the, the layup on us and we lost, or whatever. All those teams, whether they got knocked out in the first round, they got upset, whatever. People believed those teams could win it all. They could get to the Final Four, the Elite Eight, Sweet 16. Nobody believes this team is any good. This program is dead as a doorknob, okay? Their fans don't care. No one cares. Because SEC men's basketball is dead last in the Power Five. We're not as good as the Big 12. We're not as good as the Pac-10, the ACC. We're not – just no one cares about SEC men's basketball. And Mizzou has a long road to hoe if they're ever going to get back in the conversation. But what I have a question for you is, like, we have a mediocre basketball team, and next year they're going to be even worse. Let's just call it spade spade. I get football. But when you look at – say women's softball we're ranked 10 of the top 25 spots are owned by sec teams literally uh the same deal with women's basketball which i think we have a program that can turn it around women's volleyball same thing sec dominates women's sports we're a top 25 team the baseball team you know when we talk about sec baseball we're talking about the top of the food chain and what I was just wondering is like, and then we have uh, men's uh, wrestling, which were a powerhouse. There's never a show 
about these topics. So I just wanted to ask you, is why do we keep having shows about a team no one really cares about when we got a women's softball team that just played the number one team in the country and had a great game, hit two home runs? Why don't we have like shows about other sports? Okay, so and I'm going to answer that sincerely. Um, first of all, because people like football and basketball is what pays the bills. It's what people will read about. Um, I, we're we're going to have somebody cover softball and baseball to some extent. But, like, I can show you numbers that just they're not going to generate the interest. Uh, it, nobody's going to subscribe to read about the softball and baseball team mostly. It, it's, it's men's basketball and football. That's what drives businesses like this. It's what drives sites like this. I, I mean, I, I have had basketball shows with 150 people or more uh, on them. If I do a show about softball, like, honestly, I, 20 maybe. Maybe. Well, can, can I ask you a question? Uh, yeah. What if what if you did a show where you said, uh, like, hey, we're going to have a roundtable, just a wrap-up of all Mizzou sports. We're going to talk about wrestling. We're going to talk about women's softball, women's basketball, women's volleyball, the swimming team, whatever. Uh, you know, there's a lot of interest in all these other sports, enough yeah. to probably, if you talked about all of them in one show, uh, you could equal what you get for basketball or football. But look, the bottom line is what I'm telling you is we have a woman softball team that's really good. And we keep talking about this team that just isn't that good and no one cares. Because I have to ask you, and you tell me if I'm wrong, even if, even if there was no COVID, how many fans would be there? Would there be the same enthusiasm for the, the teams from when we were in the Big 12? No. No, no Mizzou basketball fan wants to see Mizzou play South Carolina. Larry, can I ask, can I ask you no can I ask you a question? How sure. with, with no COVID, what is the highest number of fans you will believe will show up to a Missouri baseball or a Missouri softball game this year? Well, I'll, let me just tell you something. When you think about baseball, and I'm going to answer your question because it's a good counter uh, question. Um, did you know that uh, there's several – programs in the sec oh in the sec i agree are, the sec loves baseball their money missouri does know, but they're money gener right they're money generating sports and here's a great question if you're going to be in the sec and by the way the sec owns all of women's sports on every level practically them in the pac-12 they yeah. own baseball they own baseball and we get into baseball, we shovel all this money into football, and it's fine. But we can't hire the best coach. We can't put a field, a turf field, all the way out to the wall. I mean, that's ridiculous. How's this team supposed to practice with grass turf? But we can do a $100 million uh, end zone, and we can turn around and do another 70 or $40 million or whatever indoor practice facility. Are we going to care about baseball? No. But I'm just saying, when your show never talks about these things, how could anybody be interested in them? Well, it, it, Larry, in 2007, eight, right around there, when they had the, the Gibson Crow Scherzer run of pitchers, um, I covered Missouri baseball games. I think they set like a, a record, like an attendance record. of. I think they had like 1,700 people there maybe once. Um, it, that, I mean, that's like – that's – a third of what showed up for Kim Anderson coached basketball games. It's just, it's college sports. And I think, look, I don't mean to demean anybody that plays those sports, anybody that likes those sports. That is fantastic. The ones that do, we have a limited amount of our time. And now look, we have a message board where people do talk about those teams and that's great. We, for the people who want to talk about them, that is fantastic. Um, our time is going to be more devoted to football and basketball. And, and I will actually say this, and I've made this argument. I think Missouri should drop baseball. I, I don't think they care enough about it to be good at it in this league. And that's fans, administration, the program in a general. I, I've said it for years, and people don't want to hear it, but that's my opinion because in this league, I said when Missouri moved to the SEC, if Missouri football was jumping in the deep end of the pool, Missouri baseball was jumping off a cliff into the Pacific Ocean. Um, and, no, I don't think Missouri can compete in this in that sport in this league. Now, they can in softball, and they can in some of these other things, and that's great. Um, but basketball is, go is going to continue to be the second most talked about and followed sport here. I don't think there's any question. You, you, you know, one thing I'm going to tell you, I used to coach high-level baseball, you know, showcase baseball teams of 15, 16, 17 getting recruited by these schools. 
several of my kids went to actually play at Mizzou. But let me just tell you this. Uh, one time we went by the invitation of the baseball program to, you know, bring our whole team, meet the coaches, so on and so forth. And it was when they were playing Florida. And I was sitting there behind home plate, okay, sitting right next to one of the Florida pitching coaches, a former player of Florida. And I asked him point blank, uh, do you think Mizzou is a good destination for, as a baseball program? And you know what his response was? You'd be shocked to hear this. He said, listen, I went and played at Florida, so obviously I think Florida. He goes, but if I had a, a choice between going to Florida or Mizzou, and I thought I was actually going to get played, if I was going to play, right, <clears throat> at Mizzou but not get played at Florida, I'd go to Mizzou in a heartbeat. And he said, you know why? Because every single game the SEC – is the most scouted games by MLB players. So the bottom line is Mizzou is in a golden chair. They can literally recruit anybody they want because they play in the SEC. That's essentially minor league baseball. And, and the administrators don't care about the baseball program whatsoever. And it's sad. And I think you ought to talk about it more. All right. Well, I appreciate the call. I got three people on hold. We talk about it on the message board all the time. But this is uh... – for now, we're going to keep talking about basketball today um, because that's that's what played. But I do appreciate the call and appreciate the passion, Larry. Uh, let's, let's move on. I think the next call was coming from the 765 area code. Who am I talking to? It's Alvin again. What's up, Alvin? How you doing, man? So the, the last caller kind of piqued my interest, and I know we're talking about basketball, but um, I kind of want to ask, what is your feel about the SEC move overall for Missouri sports? Do you think we're where we need to be? Um, look, I've always said, to me, the best thing would have been a Big 12 that, that worked, that fixed its problems, but that was never going to happen. Um, I understand why Missouri went to the SEC. I think it fits better in the Big 10, but I understand why it went to the SEC, and uh, that's where they're at now. So – you know they're making a million dollars, but so is every other team they play. I got somebody with the, with it's got to turn down something in the background on here, guys. If you're on hold, I appreciate yeah, it, but here. you got to turn the volume down. Um, okay, so no, I mean I understand why they made the move. It's where they're at. Look, they're competitive in football. They're competitive in basketball. They're doing well in softball. They're doing okay, but like you, you'd like to see them break through and win, and it's tough. Um, but. You know they they fit in this conference. It's not like it's not like you look at them and say they just they can't compete here. They compete. Um, you just like to see them break through and and win a few. Yeah, I, I'm not totally on board with it at this point. Like it is what it is. You know we miss our rivals and stuff, but um, I think ultimately like we are on the right track. I think we're seeing that now in football a little bit, with especially mm -hmm. with the recruiting. Maybe not on the field results quite yet. It's too early for that. Um, I just sometimes I feel like, man, like there's times like, you know, we moved to the SEC and basketball just took a dumpster fire. Um, and, and so did football in a way. Bas basketball would have sucked in any conference it. for those three years. I mean, they yeah, made the wrong hire. Do you think hire. that happens, though, even still with the move? They, they made the wrong hire. Um, I, I, it was, I, you know, and, and here's the other thing. It's not like Missouri was winning the Big 12 in anything. Missouri never won a Big 12 title in football or basketball. You know, so, um, you know, they're, it, it's, they're okay. Um, and, and they've got to, they've got to go about it a different way. They can't go about it the way Florida or LSU or some of these other programs do sometimes, but, um, there, there's a path there, but Alvin, I appreciate it, man. I got a couple more people on hold, so I'm going to move on, but appreciate you calling back, man. Uh, let's go yeah. now. 206 area code. Who am I talking to? Hey Gabe, this is PDF calling. What's up, P-Duff? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing really well. I, it's interesting. I'm like, was Larry a plant and you're just trying to get people to call no, in? No, no. This is, <laughs> uh, this is all organic, man. That went somewhere I didn't expect. <laughs> I know. You took a hard left turn in the, yeah. in the convo. There was and, a basketball uh, game, though, today. Was, I don't know if Larry knew. but I, uh, Well, it's, it's really interesting because I was out running and listening to the show and then when Larry called – I really hope he got everything he needed to off his chest. Yeah. I mean that all, with all sincerity, Larry, if you're listening still. Um, but I was just thinking, like, this, I don't know, this whole season, I it's like renewed my 
passion for Mizzou basketball. I know they're a senior-laden team, and it's kind of disheartening to think about the fact they'll all be moving on and we'll have a whole new crew in next year. And we don't know what that kind of holds, but I was pacing around my house. Thank God my kids are out of the house today. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's really weird. You said something earlier, like, uh, I don't, I don't know what the callers are going to kind of think. I very much was like, you know what? We've won a lot of games close this year, but I was guy got kind of just tip of the hat to, to, uh, LSU and they made plays and uh, the they made plays like that step back three. Um, yeah. You can't defend that shot. Um, against Kobe. You can't defend that. We just kind of tip of the hat and mm-hmm. it was really unfortunate that Drew missed the three and yeah. and Pinson had that. But uh, yeah, overall, I'm like I'm looking forward to the rest of the season See, of being in the term Herman again. But the yeah. but the point is, I was like, wait a second, I'm more fired up about Mizzou basketball. Um, then I've been in, gosh, probably since uh, re- realistically Hayes. You know, See, when Hayes had, you know, I'm glad you brought this up because I was having a discussion with somebody a couple days ago and we're kind of dumbfounded by some of the reaction. You know, this, well, I don't care and Kanto's not good enough. Like, look, this is the second time in eight years they've been in the tournament. If that's not good enough for you, if the chance to go play for a title, and if you're in the tournament, you have a chance. If that's not good enough, if you don't like this team because they might not be good next year or they're too boring for you or whatever, like that's a you problem. That's not a this. That's not a Missouri basketball problem. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, they are an NCAA tournament lock before the conference tournament. They are going to be seeded to win a game, which they haven't done in 4,019 days by the time they play. <laughs> if you're mad that this is disappointing – like that's your fault. That that that's that's a you problem. That's not a Missouri basketball problem. And and I understand if you want this team to be better or this program to be better than it is right now. Wanting is different than expecting. If this team somehow you think has fallen short of expectations and doesn't deserve your attention or devotion, and when I say you, I'm not saying you, P Duff, obviously, but but those people out there who feel that way, then like they can't change your mind, man. That's that's you and and. I've always said if 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 I the older I get I realize if something I do does not give me enjoyment if I dislike it you know what I do I just don't do it don't <laughs> and do like it. if I right. if I'm angry about this basketball season then guess what you're going to be angry about well over 50% of the Missouri basketball seasons <laughs> that ever happen and if I'm angry about 50% <laughs> of things that happen I just stop doing them I I hear you, uh, and I I really I really hope that everybody can just enjoy what we're watching. And like I said, it was it was so great to be pacing around the house with that nervous energy, following each shot. Which I'm like, I haven't. It's like oh, we played a game you, <laughs> under you, Kim. You know, the you only know, thing like, in sports anyway. that is better than the NCAA tournament is the NCAA tournament when your Nothing. team's in it. <laughs> No, right. You know, I mean, like, look, yeah. I'm going to watch every second I can of the NCAA tournament every year. But when the team you follow, when the team you cover or watch or love or whatever is in it, it's a different deal because it's every single possession thinking, oh, my God, this is everything. Right. And that's what that should be fun. And if it's not enjoyable because they might not make it there again next year, then I don't know, man, I, I can't fix that. You know, and it's all the other things too. It's like who else? Who else is? Uh, you know, the teams. How are the teams in your bracket doing? You know, right. in the in the bracket that your teams in. It's like what? How following them is going to be an upset. And, and like, what happens you know, in the, so what happens in the year where like I know we all remember the year Kansas got to the Final Four without ever facing a single digit seed. Like weird yeah. things happen, man. Maybe of that. Course. Like, if, if you go in as a seven seed, who knows? Maybe the two on the other side loses to the 15. Like, who knows, right? We can't predict the tournament. That's why it's fun. Well, I look forward. I would definitely uh, look forward to hopefully calling in on a Thursday night after a victory against Georgia. All right, appreciate well, appreciate it. Doing, yeah, we're, really we're, we're actually – we won't have shows this week. I've got something else to do, but we will during the NCAA tournament, and we'll have plenty of coverage. So, okay, Pete, Duff, thanks you. for the call, man. Hey, man, you have a good one. All right, thanks a lot. Last uh, last guy I got on the line is from the 573 area code. Been very patient. Thanks for that. Who am I talking to? 
Uh, hey, Gabe, this is Luke. What's up, Luke? How you doing, man? Uh, pretty good. Um, you know, a little disappointing that they couldn't pull out the win today. But, um, you know, really, I was calling to kind of voice my opinion on the team as far as the outlook or, or looking mm-hmm. back on this season. Uh, I think from here on out really determines if this was a successful year for Mizzou or not. You know, they had some they've had some really big wins. I mean, Alabama, uh, Tennessee was a big one. Illinois was a big one. Um, but then they've had some really questionable losses and have ended up middle of the pack in the SEC. Mm-hmm. So really looking at this season, you know, if you go and you win a game or two in the SEC tournament, go in strong to the uh, NCAA tournament, and you can win a game or two. I think you're looking at a very successful season, but if you kind of, continue this trend that you're on i mean you're two for your last five here right and if you go and just beat georgia in the sec tournament and then flop in the first round i i just don't know so, how good mizzou fans are going to be feeling about this season right so tell tell me tell me your thoughts on my theory here it all comes down to one thing you got to win a game in the sec tournament or ncaa tournament i don't even care about the sec tournament it, to me i mean you want to beat georgia i think but other than that, the only goal is to not get COVID so you can play in the NCAA tournament. To me, this whole thing comes down to win one game in the NCAA tournament for the first time in 4,000 days. Like, if you do that, you have to – I think everybody agrees that this year is a step forward. Now, it might not be quite as big a step as you want, but to me, you're in the tournament. That's step one, but you've got to win a game. And if you win a game, I think – Big picture, like, yeah, maybe you hope for more, but but I think overall you'd be happy with that. Now, you go and, like you said, you go and, and hey, you go one and two the rest of the way. You beat Georgia, lose to Arkansas, lose the first round. Yeah, that's disappointing. I don't think there's any question. It's still somewhat of a pro- of progress, clearly, from the last couple of years, but, but it's going to leave you feeling hollow. But you win one game in the tournament, and I think that's – I mean, yeah, you want more. You hope it's two, three, four, whatever it is. But I think as long as you win one, this is a, a successful season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, now I, I think winning four games in the tournament is a stretch there. Well, um, sure it is. I'd yeah. say three is I – mean, I mean, everybody goes in wanting to win six, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I don't know. The, the problem with this – or not the problem, but just the reality of this team is – that when they show up, they can really beat everyone, save probably three teams in the field. But who, who would they you have s- to have. Who, I mean, we who, talk, who's the third? Because I know Gonzaga and Baylor will be two. Who's the third? I think Michigan is a team that's just I, much better than people give them credit for. I would agree with that. The only thing I would disagree is Missouri beat Illinois, which just beat Michigan by 20. So it is. I, yeah, I mean, it would, I, we, we they're not know, going to we, we beat them consistently. The property doesn't work right. in sports, so. though. Right. My point: is, they would not beat Michigan consistently, but like, you know, if they played fifteen times, could they win two or three? It just has to be the right. I mean, if if Missouri plays Norfolk forty times, how many does Norfolk win? Well, it doesn't really matter because <laughs> they won yeah. the only one that was played. Yeah. Um, but and and so I even think Gonzaga and Baylor, like, look. No, I would not like Missouri's chances, but on the right day, does Missouri have enough that they could win that game? Sure, they can beat anybody in the country on the right day. They can also lose to absolutely every team that's going to be in the NCAA tournament on the wrong day. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's I guess that was my main point. It's just, yeah. it's what makes the tournament so fun, especially when your team is in it, just knowing that they can compete and they they could just could have that run. I mean, we could be the team, or we could be the team that flops and loses by 15 in the first round. Right. And, and so that just... Yeah, I mean, look at Gonzaga. Yeah, it, I, I think Gonzaga's still unbeaten, right? So they're probably going to win their first game. I mean, I, I think it's one time it didn't happen, but it's probably going to happen. But what happens if Gonzaga gets in round two, they hit, get a guy go in foul trouble, they go three for 26 from three-point range because it's just the wrong day, and they lose to an eight seed, and then Gonzaga's going to be going, well, this year was a waste. You know, they're going to be like 28 and one and say, well, this was stupid. Why did we even do this? And that's why this tournament is fun. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's, um, it's interesting. This is definitely a step in the right direction this year. Um, I mean, I don't want to dwell on the past, but it's just so hard to think of Kanza's first year and just a first and second year and just the horrible, horrible luck with injuries that happened. Yeah. That, it, what what could have been the trajectory of this program 
if you have both Michael and Jonte healthy for Michael one year and then Jonte two years in a row. Yeah. And does that bring in more recruits? Does that bring in more interest? Does that elevate this program higher than it is now? But right. you got to start right. somewhere. This this year has been a great step, really fun, a, a very fun team to watch. I mean, every fan overreacts to both wins and losses. But, um, yeah, just my main point is that I think the season really – begins from here on out as far as being able to judge it and whether um it was a success and yeah and i mean it was a fun season but whether it was a success I, or not ultimately ultimately comes down to the tournament for I, me i think we can wrap it up by saying better than it's been not as good as you hope it will be right yeah, yeah. oh absolutely Yep. Well, Luke, I appreciate the call, man. Thanks a ton for uh for being part of the show and uh and good to hear from you and uh, uh we'll talk to you down the road. All right. Thanks for taking my call. All right. Uh appreciate Luke and and everybody else that has called in. Um guys, we've run the gamut today, right? We insulted Will Wade. We talked a little bit about the game that happened today. We've talked a lot about the NCAA tournament. We got into Mizzou baseball recruiting um, on this thing that happened on this show. Um, we've, we've gone all over the place. I uh, want to run through, uh, check out some of the, the chat, and, and get just kind of wrap this up. Uh, Bryce says, winning game in the SEC tournament probably on the 6-7 line. I, I think that's right. I think if you beat Georgia, you're at worst a 7. Could be possibly be a six, but I think maybe you have to beat Arkansas to be a six. But I think that's where Missouri sits right now. I think they go into this the SEC tournament as like a seven and a half. Just beat Georgia and you're gonna hang on that seven line. And you take your chances. Um, you know, we'll uh we'll move on. Um let's see. Uh Uh, canoe man asking if I was out in the sun in a cap. I didn't know you could tell I was actually Missouri had open football practice for like two and a half hours and I sat outside. So yeah, um, that's a shame that, uh, I did not prepare. Well, there was no sunscreen. It was a nice day here though. Um, I did, by the way, also see Michael Cox at that practice. We talked a little bit about him, Mitchell 40 and Dave matter. And I, um, let's see. Uh, a lot of people disappointed. Um, and hey, I understand it. It happens, you know. But I think uh, disappointed, but not upset, is is the way I, I think would be fair to phrase today. Hump says, "Would hate to see the shot chart for Mizzou inside of five to six feet." I don't have it inside of five to six feet. I can tell you on layups and dunks, Missouri was eleven for twenty-five. Um, and now look, LSU wasn't a whole lot better. They were thirteen for twenty-four. Um, so it was a little better, but they combined to go 24 for 49, which is under 50%. Um, that's not good. Uh, that was definitely a thing in this game. No question. Uh, Tyler asking why Pickett has been playing. We talked about that. No question. Uh, you know, I think, I think that's an issue. Um, no question. Uh, so yeah, uh, Adam Clippard kind of sums it up where I think we have to sum it up. Larry's call was an all timer. I mean, it, it really was, man. It uh, and look, I I, I like I I appreciate the passion, um, you know, and and I appreciate not yelling and not using a curse word or anything like that. We can have uh, grown up discussions, and uh, Larry wants more of something, and I explain to him why it's probably not going to happen here, um, and that's okay. You know, he can continue to want it, and we can continue to uh, to carry on. Canoe man wants to know how Michael Cox looked. He looked like a fifth string running back that's not probably going to play a whole lot. Um, he's a big kid, a uh, big kid, but uh, you know, I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of touches there. Um, if we get first rounded in the NCAA tourney, I don't know if I can support another year. Uh, Grayson, I bet you'll be back, man. Like everybody says it, but you'll be back next year. Um, and and. Missouri will be picked wherever they'll be picked in the SEC, and you'll be angry and say it was disrespectful, and then we'll play it out and see who was right. But, uh, hey, guys, it's been a lot of fun doing this uh, during the regular season. Appreciate all the participation. So, again, I have a, a family thing going on this week. Uh, so I'm going to be still watching games and covering them, but I'm going to be out of town, and I can't, I'm not going to be able to do the live shows during the SEC tournament. I will be back for the NCAA tournament, whether that is on Friday, whether that is on Saturday. 
Um, I don't know. Uh, we will find out. Obviously, it'll be a week from tomorrow is Selection Sunday. We know Missouri's name is going to be called, and um, that's a good thing. We'll see where it goes. So the live shows will be off for a week, um, but we will be back for the NCAA tournament. Certainly, we have at least one more, maybe two, three, four. I think we're getting a little out of hand. Let's say we have at least one more, maybe two, and, and then go from there. Um, but appreciate you guys being here um, throughout the season and everybody who has participated and been a part of it. Um, Canoe Man, Grayson, Tiercell, you guys are the ones I, I'm seeing lately, the, the comments. So appreciate it. Um, and, again, we'll be back uh I don't know, sometime. We might do one. Well, we won't do one selection Sunday. We'll do a midweek show next week and, and talk tournament and all that. Uh, so Missouri loses 86-80. They're back in action 6 p.m. Thursday night uh, for Georgia in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Plenty of coverage on Power Mizzou. I know Mitchell Forty's been hard at work. I got some things to throw together. So we will see you on the message boards. Thanks for watching, and thanks once again to Burger Smokehouse, our partner all season long. Check them out at smokehouse.com. Any grocery store in pretty much in the state of Missouri, but certainly in Columbia, Gerbs High V, uh, Price Chopper up in Kansas City, Schnooks in St. Louis. Check them out all there. Go check out their place in California, Missouri, third and fourth generation of the burger family. has been great to us all year long. Smokehouse.com. Go there when this is over. Go back to Power Mizzou to read all of our coverage coming tonight.